Well, hello, Soap Chat listeners. Today is Sunday, September 29th, 2019. We're going to start things off a bit differently. Um, we're just going to take about 10 seconds of silence to uh, send our thoughts and prayers to Hogan Sheffer's loved ones. Uh, the five-time Emmy Award-winning uh, daytime writer passed away at the age of 61 yesterday, and we miss him very much. Alrighty, and now we can just jump right into our hot topics. We have a brand new co-host. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Alan Serapa. Um, Alan, why don't you tell our Soap Chat listeners a little bit about your soap opera background and why you keep up with the crazy world of daytime. Well, I started regarding like, like around like 1987 or TV8 with a story. I got addicted to Len, and after a couple of years, I started watching the ABC soaps. Then I flat with the days, and that's history. So, I just young wrestlers are like 2004. So, which one has uh, been your all time favorite throughout the years? All time favorite has to be Guiding Light. It was our first one, it was our first love. Started my love of soaps. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, and was magical. Yes. Oh, it was so good before it went so downhill. <laughs> yeah. Shooting fields. Cutting coupons. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Kim was never breathing her ball ball. Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Well, speaking oh of the CBS soap operas, uh, we have a lot to discuss about the Young and the Restless today. Um, let's do just we really? <laughs> Tiggs, you know we do. <laughs> let's just kick things right off. Um, People had me worried earlier this week on Twitter when it was announced that Jeffrey Vincent Parise was coming to The Young and the Restless. Um, I initially thought that he might have been another Rosales, but it turns out he's this new dangerous man. So what do you guys think of the news of Jeffrey coming to Wyandar? Tiggs, we'll start with you. I liked him on GH. I did. I wish they would have done more with him. Um, I mean, whether he's a Rosales or, you know, some big baddie, who cares? Josh Griffith can't work for the people that he already has on his canvas. So okay. who cares at this point? But, um, I mean, sure, why not? You know, I, I don't know what type of big bad he's going to be. Maybe it's going to be part of this whole chance storyline, you know, maybe Colin and Kane are behind this mess trying to take Devon's money because Colin went into debt and now maybe some old business character off a shitload of money and he has to pay him back. So Colin has to think of a way. But I don't know, that doesn't really make sense because Tristan's over at GH where he's supposed to be. But I, I child, I don't know. I'm trying to make sense. I, 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 
girl. I'm, I'm, he has a job. Good for him having a job. Maybe he can have some scenes with Michelle Stafford because I really think they would have chemistry. So, besides that, I, I don't know. I, Alan, what do you think about Paris coming to Wyandar? Do you think it's as another Rosales, or do you think maybe there's something more interesting laid out for him? He's probably going to be involved with Adam or something like that. There's no show roles around Adam basically right now, but I don't really care because there's not really... It's only three, six, three story arcs in my show right now, which is frustrating. There's a long story. So you can't really get invested in things. If, for example, like Billy's one week DID, I can invest in a lad. Wouldn't it? Or, or the two week custody battle over Christian. Like, yeah. Josh was right stuff, and he had no idea how it's going to end. Like, okay, you were going to have Adam and Nicholas fighting over this child. They fought over this child for seven to ten business days, and then, you know, it's just over with. Okay, who cares? And now no, Adam, no resolution. And now all of a sudden Adam knows because some little birdie or the pine pole lady told him that a victor was alive. So he done rolled all up on him. Okay, where do we go from here? I'm tired of him and Victor playing Tom and Jerry. I'm tired of that. Like, no. Well, and we didn't have a been... United front because they get to fight, and as soon as Victor has a stroke or a heart attack, he's forget. He's done awful things to Nicholas, Victoria, Abby, and Nikki. But as soon as his ass gets the shakes, oh, Victor, oh, Dad. So it's like, who cares at this point? Let me just be a everybody else in town. Yeah, it's like, I just want them to stop doing horrible things to each other within the family. Because there's never any payoff, there's never any resolution, and there's never any lasting damage. Okay. Well, and isn't it just tiring with Eric Braden being 112 and Adam having come back from the dead 48 times? Isn't it just tiring to constantly see the one-upmanship? I mean, if it's not prison stories, it's a disease story. If it's not a disease story, it's a Newman Enterprise story. It's just getting tiring. And honestly... There is so much more for the character of Adam to chew on. But if you're just going to keep doing one-upman stories with Victor and Adam, then what's the point of having the character of Adam on the canvas? But there is no point. Is like, no, I, I don't mind there being, like, conflicts. If they would model, like, you know, model Adam and Victor after Alan's falling and still how their relationship was. Yes, they got into it at times like that. But... Well, it did get kind of ooky ooky in the later years of God, like, but you know, earlier, in the early days, they had a complicated, complex father-son relationship. That's fine. But this just, them playing itchy and scratchy with the two of them, it's stupid. You're never going to get anywhere. When he took, when Adam took that bullet for Victor, when him and Nikki got married for the 73rd time, that was a turning point for them. But then we get new hair writer at new hair writer that just goes back and fucks everything up and we're back to square one again. So mm. there's nothing going on. Nothing. Because Josh Griffiths is just pulling whatever out of his ass just to see what sticks. 
he, he's really bipolar because, oh, it's just, oh, okay, well, we're going to do Adam and Sharon again. You know what? Maybe her and Jack, there's still something with her and Ray. I don't know just yet. Let's go back to her and Jack for a little bit, okay? Let's let her whore herself out to Adam. Let's just turn Sharon back to a fucking whore. He doesn't know. Well, another thing he doesn't really know. She's just swooping around like a special guest star. Phyllis hasn't done a damn thing. Here's this, Claire. Since Michelle Stafford's been back. No shade to Michelle Stafford, but Gina Tonioni could have did everything Michelle Stafford's doing right now. Phyllis isn't doing anything. If you go through all this to fire Gina Tonioni the way you did and get Michelle Stafford back, you bring Michelle Stafford back for something good. Michelle Stafford. Michelle Stafford might as well just appear at the end of the credits like Heather Locklear used to do on Melrose Place and just have it be special guest star Michelle Stafford because she's doing nothing. And there you're completely right. There is no story direction. They're just pulling things out of thin air. Um, another thing they're pulling out of thin air, but I don't like, is this whole Catherine Will reading. And why are once again marginalizing the black characters? So, why do you think when Wyandar gets bored, they pull a two week story out of their ass that damages the black character legacy of the show? Racism. Point blank. They just don't, or make less of a sense. They don't really care about these characters that much. There's a reason why Michelle, I mean, Michelle Morgan got the boot last year when anyone gave her her money. And why do you think CBS, in turn, is not stepping in to stop this? You know, why do you think we just can't have a diverse Y&R like Bill Bell did? I mean, Bill Bell catered to everybody, everybody sexually, everybody racially, all types of socioeconomic, but why do you think we now have to hold the black characters back? Like, why can't Devon just be rich? What is the issue with that? I mean, and even with Devon being rich, Devon hasn't even did anything substantial with that money. They could have whole, they could have did a whole great Gatsby type of thing with Devon when he first got that money. Devon's had the money for years, and all he's done is bail all the damn white people out. Nicholas going to him for loans. Abby going to him for loans. The male gang going to him for loans. Joe <laughs> going to him for loans. Everybody wants money from the black man. And then now this whole scheme, like, and, and, and this whole chance angle is stupid. Okay, so Chance is getting the money? So, so you mean to tell me that Chance going to do all this fucking damn gang? This just sounds stupid. This just this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And why do you think someone else where I did? It has to become like, and why even be talking about, we've been talking about Chance pretty much for like, what, damn near six months? Why hasn't he been cast? Why hasn't he been cast? Because when Adam first came back, and okay, he was homies in Vegas with Chance, I was just like, that doesn't make any sense, but okay, sure, whatever. Six well, months have went by. I found that really interesting in the beginning. I was like, oh, wow, we're mentioning Chance. You know, where could this lead? This was very exciting. You know, Josh Griffiths, when he came back to the show, that first two months I thought was very interesting. There was Lauren and Jack as a possibility. 
there was the whole chance thing we didn't know about. I was sad to see Gina go, but it was also kind of fun to see the prospect of where Michelle Stafford could go in the role again. But yet, here we are. We don't even mention that Lauren and Jack thought about hunching each other. Michelle Stafford has nothing to do. Devon is going broke. There's nothing. It is so weird. It's almost like somebody else is writing the show or... Josh Griffith. It's like Josh Griffith is shackled to a wall, and his doppelganger, created by Maria Bell, is in the writers' room. Uh, see, I see. You know, I would. No, this is Josh because he's reset the show back to when he was right. Was kind of fired in the first place. This is all Josh. This is all him. He was right back to everything he was right. Like the last six years, never happened. You can't do that with Bob. And I mean, and, I don't understand why. I don't understand why Y and R has done that for its past couple of regimes. You know, why did even Sally Sussman need the co-EP credit? Why did Charles Pratt Jr. need the co-EP credit? It's ridiculous. It's you know. I kind of get. I kind of get Chuck Pratt. Needs, you know, Chuck Pratt Brown's trying to for between prime time and daytime. I, I get that with Chuck Pratt. Okay, put some respect on the name. Yeah, Chuck Pratt can be crazy as all hell. But every once in a while, you know, I didn't mind this year at Why Not because they kept him on the leash. Oh, I didn't either. I and keep him focused, he's not that bad. I loved Chuck Pratt's Wyandar. I really did. Sure, you know, he had his usual Chuck Pratt stuff that would make you groan, but you can't tell me that Phyllis on the stand at Victor's trial wasn't one of the best soap moments of that year. So oh, well, that wasn't Chuck Pratt. That was Gina Tony Elk. That wasn't Chuck Pratt. She told my story. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Gina Tony That was not Chuck Pratt. Like I said, the one thing I will say about Chuck Pratt, he actually made Victor face his crown. Victor sat his old ass in that jail for six full months. It was way longer than Sunny had ever No, it was no Alan for real. It was six months. Yeah. It was only six months. I remember it was a whole six months. Well, no, okay, he got laid with the doctor, so it wasn't really that much. Sunny did 90 days to Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> My poor Lorna Devin having to sit on Victor's Peter Rita and ugh. Ah. No, good, good lord. Oh, I was like, Lorna, uh, if you don't get your ass back to Bay City, <laughs> I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Ugh. Bigger balls around, ew. <laughs> and, and that's another thing, too, like, Okay, they don't know what they're going to do with Jack. Like, yeah, they were doing, they, they was kind of teasing him a little more, and then they almost kind of teased him to Sharon. Nobody wants to see that. Now, he wants to step back from Jabot after whining like a little bitch with Ashley about it for a year and a half. Now he wants to step back and help Tracy write a biography uh, for, the, for the family. Well, and here's the thing. You know, I get it. 
keeping a character like Jack going that's been on for almost 40 years, coming up with new story is hard. Yet, that is when you have to get what? Creative. And that is what The Young and the Restless is lacking. They're lacking that creative work. Not everybody, though, because, you know, the Melinda Hensleys and the Sarah Babels and the Janice Furry Essers, you know, they do great scripts, great breakdowns, everything. But the long story that is written by the helm of the show, Josh Griffith, is lacking the overall creativity. You can have a great script, but if you don't have great story, then why the hell are you writing soap opera? Exactly. And, and at this point, I mean, all Jack needs is, Jack is 65 years old. Jack needs to have a health malady or something like that. Find some woman that's at least over the age of 50 to pair him with. I'm tired of him dating these children. I really wanted him and Warren. I and, and let him start getting ready to groom Kyle to take over that damn company. He needs to act his age. They always they have Jack walking around acting like he's fucking forty. He's not. Oh yeah, that makes sense. They're in the eighties. He needs Jack. to start. He needs to start moving into that John Abbott role on the show. He can still be Jack and have his little shade and his slick comments, but he needs to start moving into that patriarch role. He's not a playboy anymore. It's not 1987. Grow Jack up. Well, I mean, it's not he can be even. Kyle you know, over that company. it's not even 15 years ago. You know, a lot. These actors are at the point where they're actually aging. I mean,. And you can see that now. You know what I mean? You can see that it's time to fit their stories for their age. Because once you get over a certain point, you have to have stories that resonate with the audience that watches you grow older. Jack cannot be betting women that are 32 anymore. He needs to be in an adult relationship. And if it doesn't happen, then there will never be character direction for the character of Jack again. Like, none of this makes any sense. It's like, okay, if this would have been Tracy's idea, she's the author. Okay, but with this to be Jack's idea, oh, let's write a book about the band. Well, what about There's no I'm going to step back from Javon. Like, why are you stepping back and from Javon after done the book Ashley to stay in control of that company? You could have left Ashley in her heart seat. It's like, I I'm tired of that. Whenever Jack gets some bright idea in his head, I want to help a uh, Tracy write a book. I want to take care of Dina all by myself. He gets to leave Jabo with the dust. But, you know, when, you know, the company isn't being ran the way he wants it ran, he gets to come back in and bulldoze whoever is running it, and everybody just sits there and lets him do it. That's not fair, and that's bad writing. Jack wanted Ashley to run that company so he can take care of Dina's sick ass. But the minute she made one decision he didn't like, he bulldozed her entire life just to get that company back. This is stupid. Doesn't make any sense. Well, but also... I don't think it's time to show Dina off. Oh, Alan, I completely they agree. They do. Yeah. Like, like those scenes... Those scenes this past week were great. Yes, Peter Bergman, amazing. Marla Adams, amazing. But Dina needs to die. 
She needs to die. Yeah, it's like, like give Eileen Davidson and Peter Bergman and Beth Maitland their Emmy reels and kill her ass off. I'm tired of trying to rewrite history and wax poetic. Dina was a selfish bitch. She was a whore and she was a bad mother. None of that gets embraced now because she's old and decrepit and sick. That's not real life. Yes, you feel love dick or her parent or something like that, but you have Jacqueline just acting like she's fucking Patty Duke now because she has all times. Well, and where they went wrong, they went so wrong with that reintroduction story. Dina should have been the new Catherine Chancellor archetype. This show desperately needed this show desperately needed an older matriarchal woman to lead the show. Because, you know, Jess Walton doesn't want to do it. She's too busy slinging horse shit on her range. So, Marla Adams... Yeah, Adam, she was on the language charge. It comes in. She do it. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's discuss Aww, something... Alan, I wouldn't want to recast you. I love Jess Walton. Well, I... I love you, Paul, but I don't have to be my role. Alan and I both love Jess Walton, but we also want Jill the character. Call up Brenda Dixon. I mean, I don't mind her coming in for her drive-bys, but like, like, you know, they need to utilize her. When we Jill talked about that on the last like podcast. Like, Tracy Quartermain did that for the night. Jill needs to come in for a four- to six-week story arc, call the shit storm, and then take her ass back to where she was. That's how you use Jill Abbott at this point. That's what you do with Jill. But they don't do that. They have her come back and be pissy to Nikki, you know, be snarky with Jack, get all up in Billy, Billy's business, coddle Kane, and then she goes back on her business. That's stupid. You're wasting, you're, you're wasting the fans' time and Jeff Walton's time with this bullshit. Bring her back for something good. Thank you, everyone, and we wouldn't have a problem. Well, and also, you know, how can you not write for A, Jess Walton, and B, the character Jill. I mean, that to me is the easiest character to write for in daytime. You can always have Jill screwing up a romantic pairing. You can always have Jill doing a business caper. You can always have Jill choosing one, um, well, okay, one son and one low-life piece of shit who came into her life and lied. <laughs> I mean, the stories for Jill are endless, but yet they choose not to write for Jill. And then at this point, who the hell's running chance of industry? Because Kane quit six months ago because he wanted to go work down at at, at the 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 at the center with with, with Weezy Jefferson. It's Murphy. I'm convinced that <laughs> Murphy people. is running Chancellor. <laughs> because I'm like, Jill went through all that bitch and moaning and getting money from the bond to pay Victor <laughs> for that company just for her to be like, oh, I just want to travel the world and let Colin continue to treat me like an idiot. Bye, y'all. And then Kane quit. It's like, who the hell is running Chancellor? Oh, some He's running the damn company. <sighs> It, it, it makes my head hurt. Like, any one of us could write that show better than Josh Griffiths, and he's getting paid a king's ransom to fuck it up on a daily basis. It's a soap opera. It does, it's not that hard. 
it's really no, not. Why you couldn't take your ego out of it? Take out who, who your favorites are and write a damn soap opera. Like, not even just a write a good fucking TV show. But everybody is so worried about putting their own stamp on the damn show. That's why we're dealing with all these retreads from six years ago. Billy going crazy, grieving over a child that's been dead damn near decades. That's so stupid. And all because Chloe tied him up and gave his ass some leave. Now he's cute. Well, and... A one-week Bill Bell's The Young and the Restless, to me, is the most easy soap opera on the air to write. And that is because what held the show together for decades and what was being watched by 8 million people is still there. All those pieces are still there. Jack is still there. Nikki is still there. Victor is still there. Phyllis is still there. All those chess pieces are still there. They're just not moving on the board properly. Those people are old now, so you have a limited time to use them. And they aren't really using them that well. Ugh. Like, it's so frustrating because it's so easy. It, it's so easy. It is. Like I was saying, like, Casey, like, like I was saying, like, it's like having all the ingredients for a great pot of spaghetti and you still fuck it up. Like, how do you still fuck it up? Because they did. And somebody on Twitter going to say, I forgot who said it. But yeah, they were just saying, oh, well, you're not going to be satisfied even if they get a new head writer. And it's not, um, it's not good for wire not to change its identity every time they get a new head writer. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. It's your well, writer and yeah. that's good that respects the history and respects the identity of this show. People wouldn't be bitching. We don't want yeah. them to change the identity of the younger wrestlers. Duh! We want them to keep it the way it is, but move it forward into the future. You take what that story gave you and modernize it and continue telling a goddamn story. That's what we want. Do you think we want a new hair writer every goddamn year or two? No, we don't. But we can have a hack in there, you gotta get rid of. Well, let's move on to our next topic. This time we'll discuss <laughs> something more real life. Um, Jessica Morris, who you guys may remember from One Life to Live, um, has allegedly been charged with felony assault, according to uh, Soap She Knows. Uh, Jessica was in a fight with her boyfriend. <laughs> Jessica was in a fight with her boyfriend. She ended up biting his lip, um, which allegedly led him to get 25 stitches and this this is straight out of a soap opera because guess what her, her boyfriend is a married man so <laughs> let me move my bag wait what 25 stitches what the hell yeah, the paramedics, not the paramedics, the hospital said that by the time he arrived, it looked like his lip was almost gone. So I don't know how hard she bit. Pretty gross. But anyway, she did um, surrender herself to um, the Los Angeles Police Department. 
So I just don't even know where to begin with this. <laughs> Mine is playing a lip. My whole thing is, do you know how long she had to invite Mrs. Blitz to cause that much damage? You did knock her ass in the head or punch her in the titty or something like that to get her up off you? Like, she would have a lecture on that man. What? 25 stitches? You down there rip his lip off? Like I said, that takes a lot. What? He must have told her he was going back to his wife. I don't know. Alan, go ahead. Go ahead. I think I have to. I think I have to. I think I have to. I guess he he should be grateful he didn't didn't go low or try to go off in her dick or something or the ball. Like, my God, Lorena Bobbitt was more generous. Like, Jesus. His lip? <laughs> yeah, see, I knew something wasn't right with that girl. See, I knew it wasn't something right. Because I saw the watching one like to live back in 98, y'all. Around the time all them goddamn rap reports came to land, you the only one I ever liked was Lindsay. And that's because Catherine Hicklin is everything. I didn't I didn't like that damn Sam that he came between my boy and Nora. Will was fine, but he was useless. And that damn Jen, she was just, ugh. I'm just going to look at her, though. And that just look like people's lips fall. What the hell is wrong with her? It has to be drugs. It has to be drugs. That's something a meth addict would do. It has to be drugs. Allegedly, we're allegedly, we don't need a suit. Yeah, allegedly. Okay, allegedly, 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 okay uh, allegedly, look. Allegedly, she took too many ex-veterans <laughs> and bit this man's lip. What? The whole thing is crazy. If it's not drug, if it's not drug, I don't want no sex that good. Now, I'm ready to know when somebody tastes like steak and potatoes because they piss me off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Keep that. That's that demon dick. We all know. We all know. That's why Alan's like, curb. We all know what that demon dick is. We all know. Mm-hmm. It takes you out of your whole body. I just hope the man is okay. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, okay. in all I, seriousness, I yes. Ass, I, mm, ain't no stop cheating. I want his wife to take his ass to the clinic. Uh-uh, girl. But I mean, because he's putting your wife in danger. You know, it's a very serious matter. Fighting and knowing that it's safe and all that. What if, what if they got children? What if she come at the children? Mm-hmm. Jessica, girl, I hope you can help you need it. You need that man long, girl, because, girl, ain't, ain't no man worth your sanity or your freedom, girl. Get it together. Mm-hmm. Or ain't you scanning your, on your freaking teeth? Why? Uh, uh. But she, she really bit that man's lip like it was a tough piece of steak, y'all. She gnawed at his face like a chips ahoy. What? Well, and she could get a wide array of sentencing. I mean, it really does depend on state to state, but she could look anywhere from one to 25 years in prison for felony assault. Um, so, Casey, Casey, in the perfect world, she could. 
but she's pretty blonde and white. Her ass gonna get six months of community service if that. She gonna be picking up trash along the freeway after almost like cutting off a man's blood supply on his face. And knowing him, straight men are idiots. He probably gonna steal school with our ass that. We was just playing. Really? Really? That was just playing? You are stupid, y'all. I've been seeing people go down and get restraining orders on people and then fuck them the next day. People are crazy. Well, anyway, what's even more crazy to me (laughs) (laughs) is Lucas Adams is going the way of many former soap actors, and he is now doing your average Lifetime and Hallmark movies. But to me, this amazing, very delicious actor is too great not to be on a soap. So let's go ahead and do some fun, wishful casting. Alan, where would you like to see Lucas Adams pop up, and Hmm. why? Oh, my first choice would be on OnlyFans, but I guess if I achieve something else, I'd say... Hello! Our hand will be Okay, can you play? Yeah. Yeah, if you play our hand will be that'd be great. It is a gay porn star. If he if he scheming bottom on World Beautiful, <laughs> maybe you can get her on show. Well, see, and I was going to go kind of the same route as well, because what if he was Jack Maroney on The Bold and the Beautiful? Oh, that'd be good. I think he that'd would make an excellent or, Jack or have, or have decent RJ instead of that high school Republican they gave us the first time. Anthony Turple is probably happily living his life in Arkansas. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, I think he got the cast on the left side. I'm sure on Disney Plus. Yeah, 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 yeah my gig. <laughs> um, see, me, like, I mean, I don't mind Lucas Adams. He's a decent actor. Um, Trip was okay. They could have done a lot more with Trip. Um,. If General Hospital was in better shape, I could see him on there. I mean, he could be the, the solution to all of our problems. We could finally get Morgan back so Sonny and Cardi can finally shut the fuck up about Morgan and England. I thought about that. But, um, um I, he could go to YNR. Um, I know some of our listeners did say Noah. Oh. Um, a few yes, of our listeners yes. said he could be Noah. That just clicked in my head. I'm like, he would be a good Noah, no. He would. He's funky. He could play dumb like Joshua Morrow. He looks like he could be sharing case with son. Well, I'm sure. like, Aaron, like, Aaron, her little daddy is a little too old. Wait, who's too old? Bubba Adams is a little old. He's like, Aaron, Aaron, and Nick's son. <laughs> But he's my age. Wait, wait, I'd rather know if he's like in his 20s. Wait, Lucas Adams is your age? Yeah, I'm talking about Robert Adams. Oh, what's the last, Noah? Oh, good, because I was good. Well, 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 Alan, that doesn't matter. Mark Grossman is your age, too. <laughs> 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 I know. I know. I'm all for the short, distorting I'm fine with Mark Wilson because he's a good actor and he's hot older. It's not like he's hot, but he reads older. You know what I'm saying? He's only 32, but he reads as a good sexy 38. 
You know what I'm saying? So it kind of works. Like, you know, Robert Adamson, yeah, he's around our age, but he has that baby face. You know, he, you know, but yeah, like, I, I, if, when winning this, when Noah comes back, he needs to have more of an edge. I, I want him to, you know, be, be sweet to his mother. But he can treat everybody else like shit. I just want him to be a whore. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I wish Lucas Adams all the best. You know, they could have did a lot more with him. They didn't. I mean, like I said, yeah, he could be he could be R.J. Forrester. He could be Jack Maroney on Bold. He could be Morgan Corinthos on G.H. He could be um, Noah on YNR. I mean, you know, they could find a spot for him if they wanted him. So. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, board, but he's that. 20-something actor that is desperately needed in daytime, I think. And he works in a lot of places. Um, because, you know, you think of all the legacy male characters that are not on these shows right now, it's everybody in Lucas Addison's age range, which is amazing for him as an actor, but yet daytime is not casting those roles. True. I mean, it's like he's playing the same choice of a 50-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, if I were him, I wouldn't even come back to daytime. I love daytime, but that boy is in his prime. That boy, yeah, he's in the right time with me right now, but all it takes is him to put that right ball on one of them damn CW shows and he'll shoot the superstar at him. He could easily be one of them damn DC superheroes in one of them series, or he could be a villain that, you know, Ruby Rose is going to fight his back woman or something like that. I could see him playing, like, I don't know, a young version of the Joker or the Riddler or something like that. Like, well, he look, has his breakout role on one of them damn shows. All I'm saying is I would not mind seeing Lucas Adams in one of those tight, tight superhero suits. I mean, I would turn on that for an hour on the CW. Hey, I would too. I mean, you know, I stopped watching CW shows two years back because maybe because I'm getting old and they just skew too young. I mean, I kind of want to go back because I've always wanted to kind of glance at Dynasty and I didn't want to glance at Black Lightning. But a lot of those other shows just be too teeny bopper for me. I'm just like, am I that damn old? Well, Dynasty... Dynasty was good in its first season, in my opinion, but the second season fell so much shorter. I watched it for about three episodes in the second season, and I could not stand it. I like it. It's freaking crazy, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, freaking. Was it really playing your own freaking mother? It's great. God. Well, anyway, Alan, um, as we come to a close, where can our listeners find you on social media? You can find me at AdSalTalSrapha on Twitter. And then Tiggs... Wait, 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 we talked about all the damn topics. We did. It was a short episode tonight. <laughs> uh-uh. We only talked about Pluto. We do more if you want. <laughs> we just like the view. Uh-huh. We just like the view. We in and out in 42 minutes. <laughs> uh, well, Tiggs, as you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media, if there is anything else you would like to mention, go right ahead. <laughs> um, 
y'all know y'all can find me at the best 11985. Um, oh, we, okay, we did have one more topic. Well, it don't really matter. But yeah, CBS Daytime talking about 33 years number one. Let me tell you something about that. I'm so sick of them counting that. Y'all on the top, top level of a sinking ass shit. Nobody cares about y'all being number one. Don't nobody care. I don't know why they keep on talking that like it's still 1993. Ain't nothing to be proud of. They don't care. Do you think, okay. So, okay, let's talk about this a little bit. I was going to skip it because, (laughs) but (laughs) let's, just for a second. Do you think their ratings are fake? Because I was looking at that press release and they said the young and the restless in that season that they were celebrating 33 years was watched by 4.95 million people in total viewers. I said, where? Because that whole entire season, the ratings every week was Y&R hits a new low, Y&R hits a new low, Y&R limbos to a new low. Probably are lying. I mean, it, it is. It reminded me. It probably hit that one time. It it probably was a ratings high once in the last year where it hit that. That's it. And they held on to that. Because no way in hell, after shedding, like, that's when the reason Mal Young got fired. They had shed 800,000 viewers. That's why he got fired. If that's the case, Mal Young would still have a job. It reminded me of a Brian Franz press release. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I was like... <laughs> Our lesbians are better. Ugh. What a piece of shit. Ugh. Oh, Jesus. How far oh. this genre has come. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, you can find me um, on the Twitter. Okay, so go ahead and follow me at Clone Reva. And then you can follow our show on Twitter as well, at Soap underscore Chat. And you can also find us on Facebook, at Soap Chat Web. And you can also stop complaining about those audio problems, okay? And we will see you all very soon. Uh, have a good night, everybody. And we will see y'all. We will see y'all sometime. I'm not the bitch about it. But y'all have a good night. Bye.